Pretty Girl Vibes podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor makes it easy to upload and distribute podcasts for free with step-by-step instructions and user-friendly tips and tricks. I highly recommend Anchor for any and all of your podcast needs, so check them out today. Welcome to Pretty Girl Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Michelle, and whoever you are, I love you already. If you're new to this podcast, hi, hello, and welcome. Nothing is off limits here, and you can count on me to run my mouth on just about anything. So relax wherever you are listening to this and enjoy my voice for the duration of this episode. Hi, my babies. Shout out to y'all, as usual. I feel like I shout y'all out every every week. I think low-key, because I've been listening to more and more podcasts that I enjoy, And I think I'm going to add like a little segment before, like a little, I don't know, like I know a lot of people do like gratitudes or sending love to or like a manifestation or a quote for the week or I don't know. We may do that next week, not this week because I just thought about it like just right now. But in this week's episode, I wanted to do a QA and a because I felt like Like, I know what information I want to share or what I think people will like, but I tell people all the time, if you don't ask me, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just, that's just how I am. Like, whatever you want to know about me, I'm very transparent. I'm a very open book. Like, I'll tell you. And if I don't want to tell you, I'll just be like, I don't want to talk about it or that's none of your fucking business. And it is what it is, but you have to ask me. So I really wanted to do a QA and a and I got some really good questions. Surprisingly, I really didn't think nobody was going to respond, so... Yeah, love those that did. But we're going to hop right into it because I'm recording this before. I have a wax appointment at a, it's currently 6.50. Yes, I woke up at 5.30 to go grocery shopping at 6. I have a wax at 8 and then I'm going to Colleen and Austin this weekend. So I wanted to go ahead and record this episode, get it out the way. So that way tomorrow all I have to do is click upload for y'all because I'm going to Colleen this afternoon slash evening, and then Austin tomorrow for a baby shower because we're getting a new baby boy in the circle. Not my circle. None of my friends are pregnant. Let me just give that disclaimer. A friend of mine's sister, who I adore, is having another boy, and I'm so excited because she just gives boy mom vibes, and I adore her. I mean, her sister cool or whatever. You know, like my best friend, like she's cool. But I like her older sister, the one that's having the, the baby. We like her more. But we've been saying that. But anyways, so the first question I got was, am I still loving Houston? And yes, I am. Um, my best friend has been getting me out more. She's been sending me more ideas. I've been trying to find different things to do. Like this morning, I'm going to a different coffee shop instead of my normal Saturday Starbs. It's a place called Common Bond, and <clears throat> I'm riding with my best friend to Colleen this afternoon. So there's a Common Bond right by her apartment, and I'm gonna, and they have a drive through. We love a good drive through. I don't know, y'all. I just really hate getting out. I, I just do. It's just so much work. And then, especially if it's a new place, I get so much anxiety because like I don't know what to order, and then I feel like if there's a line behind me, it's just it's a whole thing. We're just so. But they have a drive through. Needless to say, so I'm gonna go try that this morning. I'm loving just going out like for Valentine's Day. I went out with my best friend and my line sister and we went to this restaurant called Rapport over where um, I live. And I was telling my best friend, like, I want to go out and do stuff during the week. I don't want to cram my weekends with a whole bunch of shit. Like, 
my line sister is a teacher and like she gets basketball tickets at her job. And so everybody knows, you know, the Houston basketball team is the Houston Rockets. So they're playing the Lakers on a Wednesday next month. And I was like, I told my best friend, I was like, hey, let's just go to this game. She's like, okay. Because I want to do stuff during, like, I want to get off work and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Or, oh, I have plans to do this. You know what I mean? Even if it's just, like, going to the movies or, like, going, trying a new restaurant for dinner or something like that. But I want to do more during the week. I think I got so used to being in school, like, getting off work, going to do classwork, going to bed, getting up, going to the gym, going to work, getting home, doing classwork. I did that for so many years that now I try to push everything to the weekend. It's just like, bitch, you get off work at four o'clock. Realistically, I get up at 5 a.m. every morning to go to the gym. Well, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday to go to the gym. But I mean, like I'm 24. All I got to do is drink some caffeine and get my life together. And I am just... I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone because I haven't been doing it. I'm have been used to, oh, we gotta wait till Saturday or like, oh, we can do this on Sunday. It's like, mm, no, we have Monday through Friday, and like, why? And then my work schedule is so flexible. If I wanted to get off at two, three o'clock, come home, take a nap, go out, do this, that, and that, like I could do that. So, back to the original question. Yes, I'm still loving Houston. I'm still getting adjusted. I'm loving my environment. I'm loving the vibes of the city, the whole nine. I've really, I really commend myself for making this move because although it's still uncomfortable some days and I'm still learning how to get comfortable in that uncomfortability and learning what it means to be truly uncomfortable in a new environment, I'm enjoying every part of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent and everything in between. So Yes, I'm still loving Houston. I think I'll be here for a while. I also got a lot of like work and relationship questions. So this next one says, what tips do you have for maintaining a long distance relationship? And I will just, I would like to say that every relationship that I've been in, in my quote unquote adult life has always been long distance. My first boyfriend out of high school, like I was in Dallas, he was two and a half hours away from me. Um, Then there was my my most recent ex who was in Georgia and I was here. I briefly dealt with this guy who was in Dallas while I was in Colleen and then he got stationed in New York. So I was back and forth to New York. I think I went to New York twice to see him. And then obviously the relationship that I'm in now or working towards, he is three hours away. So I only know distance. And so my biggest thing that I have learned, like I said in a previous episode, is communication. Like you really have to communicate with your partner. You really have to trust your partner and make time for one another. So like I say, if I'm in the mood to travel to see my man out, then I will make that three hour drive to see him. We'll enjoy the weekend together or what parts of the weekend we can enjoy together. We FaceTime every night. We text all day. And that's the other thing. Like I'm not a big texter. Like I was one of those people that I have to hear from you every day, but we don't have to talk all day, if that makes sense. Like I'm not big on, oh, I need to know every little thing that you're doing. No, we are working adults. Like maybe when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, when it was like, okay, you just going to class, going to practice, and then you're not really doing too much. And then on days that you didn't have games, it's like, okay, what's the excuse? But now that I'm an adult and I'm really in the working world, 
Nobody has time to be on their phone all day. I know my schedule, like I say, is very flexible, but there are like this past week was extremely busy. My phone was on do not disturb for most of the day, every day this week. And I think it's because I took off Monday. So literally yesterday, I finally wrapped up some stuff from the week. And I think I still worked up until right before I left. Typically, some days I can schedule my day out to it doesn't look that hectic, but I went off on a tangent. Anyways, what I'm saying is to say, I don't have time to talk all day, every day. And although he has a different schedule than me, like he goes in way after me and I get off work way before him. Like I know he's still at work. And now I've gotten to a point like I'll call him while I'll FaceTime him while he's at work. And if he can talk, he can talk. If not, he calls me after work. I know typically what time he's going to call me, what time I'm going to go to bed. Depending on what my workout is for the next morning, I may cut it off sooner rather than later. Like one night this week, we I stayed up until 2.30 in the morning talking to him. But the following day was my rest day. So I slept in, obviously. I was still tired because I do get up at 6 a.m. on my rest day just so I can have a slower morning and shower and enjoy my time to myself on my rest day. And then there's some days like I tell him I can't stay up past 1130. I have to get up in the morning to go work out at 5 a.m. And then depending on what workout I'm doing, I can kind of have some wiggle room with that time. But I say all of that to say you have to know your partner and you have to be willing to be uncomfortable in that distance. Like it's not all roses and rainbows. I will say that like there are times that I'm like, oh, okay, like I wish I could talk to him. But he's busy. Like, I know he's busy. And I can't get mad because I knew that. Or I know there's sometimes he'll call me late at night and I'm asleep. And we've just gotten to one like, okay, I know she's asleep. I know she's going to text me in the morning when she wakes up when she goes to the gym. So I really strongly advocate for communication. Like, you really have to know how to communicate. You really have to know how to trust. You really have to know to make time for your partner, if especially if like physical touch and quality time is a thing for you, I would say you truly have to sacrifice something or make time to do something. Because I'll be honest, my weekends are so packed, which is another reason why I say like I want to start doing stuff during the week because my <clears throat> my weekends are so full between sorority, self-care, traveling, Like, I think I have something to do every weekend from here on out until mid-May. And then I have a couple weekends off, and then it picks back up in July. Like, I think I have something to do back-to-back weekends in July. And then my birthday's in August. And then September starts the quote-unquote business season of the sorority. So it's like I never really have a whole lot of downtime, but I'm willing to make time if this is someone I say that I want to be with. So... Those three things will be my biggest, my my three biggest tips, honestly, truly, is communication, trust, and making time for one another. If you can't do that, I feel, and I feel like those are very surface level. So if you can't even do surface level shit, then maybe long distance isn't for you, or you may have to talk about doing something different or seeing each other more often. Because that's the other thing. One thing one of me and my high school ex would do is one weekend I would go see him, the next weekend he would come see me, and we would switch off. So it was like every other weekend. So we were both driving the same amount of distance, but we were only doing it twice a month, and it was never back to back. Or sometimes we would meet in the middle. And we would do stuff together. So 
<clears throat> it's all whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat. If your partner's even willing to to do that with you, I will also say it's a big thing because some people like distance is a very, it sounds good until you're actually having to do it or you have to miss out on certain things. Or especially if you're not like for me, I feel like I got lucky with this one because we're driving distance. Like I say, when I was dating my ex in Georgia, I only got to see him once a month. And that's if I flew there and if I had time because I was doing an internship as well. And then I was working full time. So making that time was very hard, but if that, like I say, if that's somebody that you want to be with, you'll make it happen. So my next question is what's your work life balance like and how did you come up with it? So I think I kind of touched on this in a previous episode when I was basically talking about what my career is. Um, so what my work life balance looks like, I think I kind of touched on that when I answered the question of, am I still loving Houston? I'm still learning it. I know that I work out in the mornings, I go to work, and then I come home. And when I come home, like I say, I shut everything out. I FaceTime my man. I talk to my mama. I talk to my best friend. I do sorority stuff. I have meetings. So it's very easy for me to shift from one thing to another because, like I say, I'm just very, very busy. So I don't really have time to try to multitask or mesh two of my worlds together. Um, but like I say, I have a very unhealthy coping mechanism, um, or yeah, it would cope a very unhealthy coping mechanism because I just detach. So when I leave work, that's it. I don't overwork myself. I'm not a workaholic, especially not in a social work career because it's very easy to burn out very quickly. Um, especially because I am over census and I have so many patients and, I have to keep up with so many different things per patient. I don't allow myself to burn out. I take my time to myself. I've already got trips and stuff scheduled for the next couple of months. So I've been like, I'm grinding between now and my, like I'm going to New Orleans in April. So from now to April, I think I'm, I'm leaving April 13th or no, I'm leaving April 12th, but the, I'm taking the 13th, 14th and 17th off. Because I have a conference to go to in New Orleans, but I know when I get back, I'm not going to, because I'm driving, I know I'm not going to want to get back from New Orleans and then go to work the next day. So I'm going to take that day off to myself just to chill, regroup, you know what I mean? So I have learned to like really take time to myself. When I was younger and first started really working, especially in the medical field, because I was a a tech on an oncology and med surge floor and I worked 12 hour night shifts. Like back then, yeah, I was working like four and five days a week, getting off work, going to class, staying up all day, and then just crashing. I'm not doing that shit now. And and doing that, my immune system, one thing about my immune system and the people that in my life know is it's going to sit me the fuck down when it feel like I'm doing too much. Like I'm going to have to slow the fuck down. I can't keep myself super busy 24-7, 365. Like it doesn't work for my body. And when I get sick, I get very sick. So that's another key factor in it. Like I give myself my breaks. Like if I'm go, 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 I'm going to sit the fuck down. Like next weekend, I'm going to get my nails done and my eyebrows done and I'm going to chill. I'm not going to do nothing if I don't want to. I don't have anything that I'm obligated to do next weekend. So it's really just me taking care of me and making time to take care of me. I'm not going to fill my schedule 
on days or weekends that I don't have anything to do because it's like, for what? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, that's some that's a pocket of time within your schedule that you need to take to yourself. So don't fill it with stuff that is going to exert a lot of energy, pour energy into yourself so that you can, you know, regroup and be rejuvenated for when your busy schedule picks back up. So I will say that I have just learned to take care of myself, um, which I guess leads into the, that, the follow-up question, which is how did I come up with it? I have just learned over the years that I have to listen to my body. I know what works and what doesn't work for me. And being go, go, go every day of the week is not beneficial for me. It doesn't help me. Like this week has been super hectic. Like I took Monday off because I went to Colleen last weekend um, to see my mom, to go to the meeting, do all of that. And then this week I was super busy at work and now I'm going to Colleen this afternoon, going to Austin tomorrow, and then I'll be right back at work on Monday. But Come next weekend, all I have on my quote unquote to-do list or things that I'm just absolutely going to do are my self-care. Going to get my nails done, going to get my eyebrows done. I low-key might use my bath next week. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I might go get me some... I went to Walmart this morning and I definitely didn't think about it, but I may go like pick up me some Epsom salt. I already have a bubble bath and just chill. You know what I mean? Like You have to find what self-care activities help you rejuvenate, help you regroup, help you refresh, because that's very important. Like I said in my um, Social Work Bay episode, I have to be okay so that I can be okay for others. If I'm not okay, I'm probably going to be a complete bitch to whoever I come in contact, whether that's friends, family, my man, patients, coworkers, the whole nine. So I have to take care of me so I can take care of others and be okay for others. You just really have to find what serves you because what serves me might not serve you. Going to get your nails and eyebrows done might not be a self-care moment. Because like I said, you don't have to spend money on self-care. I mean, that's just what I choose to do because that's what I like or like going to get my hair done and stuff like that. Like that is what I feel like pours into me so that I can outwardly feel okay. So I can outwardly be present with anyone I come in contact with. So that would be my biggest thing. Just find self-care activities that work for you. They don't have to be these long, drawn-out, elaborate bullshit. Like, it doesn't have to be this whole big ordeal. Just small things. I know for some people, reading is a thing. I know I like to sit outside some days, especially when it's super sunny and, like, the weather's kind of neutral. I'll go sit out on my balcony, literally just sit on the ground outside doing nothing because I like being outside. Being outside and grounding actually does help my anxiety a lot as well. So, just fine. Self-care. That is how I have learned to balance work. Uh, no longer school. Now it's just work and life. Um, and then like when I go back to school next year, I will have to find that balance again between work, school, and my personal life on top of my sorority life. So it's all a work in progress. There's no perfect way to doing it. You just got to find what works for you. Um, the next question is, what are my relationship non-negotiables? <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, y'all, for someone who has been traumatized in past relationships, I really don't know. I can tell you what I do like, but I can't tell you what's like a quote unquote non-negotiable because 
And I think it comes from me being a very understanding person that I'm okay with meeting you halfway as long as it doesn't disrespect, degrade, or go against any personal values and beliefs that I have or if it's not going to like if it's not going to be something that harms me, I'm willing to bend a little. I will say that the biggest thing for me is I don't and I've talked about this before, I don't like to be belittled. So that's a big non-negotiable for me like if you can't listen for understanding and you're only listening to have a rebuttal or for an argument, I'm not doing that. Obviously, being that I've been in domestic violence relationships before, the first sign of physical aggression out of anger that I see, I'm not putting up with. And I think those are like my two big ones, but I think they're only, those are the things that I focus on because those are the things that I'm used to. So I haven't even had time to think of like any other non-negotiables because it's almost like, well, as long as this man's not yelling, screaming and putting his hands on me, like we could get married. And it's like, no, that's not necessarily healthy or the quote unquote right way to approach a relationship either. But that's why I say I'm taking this new one very slow because I'm trying to figure out what are my non-negotiables? What do I like? What do I not like? How do I communicate? How do I listen? How do they listen to me? How was How are they communicating how they feel with me? So I'm taking all of those into account. And I can honestly say, I think I feel like I boost this man every every episode. But that's what I get. And that's what I've I've been receiving. So, or if I don't like something, I will literally just say like, I don't like this, or I don't like how you said this, or I'll ask, what do you mean by that? Because I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Cause there are some things that I hold value to that he might not. And I just want to see like, how much of that can we compromise? Or is that something that we not, that we can't compromise on? And then is it going to be something that we can move past? Or is it going to be something that's like a make or break type of situation? So I will say I'm still learning what my non-negotiables are, but I do know that my biggest ones are I I don't want to be with someone who's not listening to me. I don't want to be with someone who doesn't understand me. I don't want to be with someone who feels like they have to belittle me all the time. Or if I don't know something, instead of teaching me, they make me feel stupid because there are some things that like I'm not keen to. And that's fine because I feel like one of the biggest things in a relationship is learning from one another. Like you're not going to be the exact same person. You're not going to see eye to eye on every fucking thing. And if you do, congratulations, but I've never ran into something like that. So I'm still, like I said, I'm still learning what my non-negotiables are. And I don't really know that they're non-negotiables until I'm presented with them or until somebody asks me my opinion and then it's like, well, you know, maybe I don't like this or maybe I can budge on this or maybe I can look at this a different way because they've explained it to me a different way. So I don't really have much on that, but I feel like I didn't answer the question, but yeah, I'm learning. We'll just keep it like that. Uh, The next question was, how do you stay motivated? And I feel like this could be applied to any aspect of my life. Gym wise, I talked about it in my health and wellness episode. I do struggle with body dysmorphia and um, being able to see myself like other people see me. So gym motivation comes from that. 
I'm learning what my body does and doesn't like, does and doesn't need when it needs its rest, when I can push it past its limits. Um, so I will say that's how I stay motivated with the gym. It's just I have I'm very hard on my physical appearance. So to me, that's just something that I like there's no I feel like there's no right or wrong way to stay motivated. It's just as long as it's not anything that's harming you, I don't see any issue with your motivation being different than someone else's. And if for like for me, it's my physical appearance. Like I don't I don't see a problem with my physical appearance being my motivation. Like I know what I want to look like. I know that a certain figure and a a certain physique makes me happy with myself and I'm not harming myself to do so. So it just, that just is what it is. So I'm going to leave that there. How do I stay motivated at work? I love my job. I love my career. I love the people that I work with. I love the environment that I work in. I think that has a big, <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like that has a big part in why I stay so motivated. There are some times that I be or some days that I really be dragging ass, like I really don't want to go to work. But once I get to work, it's like, okay, but you enjoy your job more than you don't. So it might be a bad moment. It might be a bad day. But in the grand scheme of things, you love your job. And even when I worked at the homeless shelter, I used to tell people all the time, I love my fucking job. Was it draining? Yes. Did I love my clients? Absolutely. So I feel like the good outweighs the bad. The pros outweigh the cons of my job. And that goes back to the whole self-care thing. When I feel myself burning out or I feel like I'm getting fatigued from being at work, I take, you know, I'll take time off. I'll leave work early. I'll take an evening slow. I'll take the next morning off from the gym just so I can rest a little bit more and feel a little bit better. Take a longer shower, cook breakfast. You know what I mean? Like do things that help me get back to that part of me that really enjoys my job. So I will say that that would be my motivation for my job. And then I don't know. I don't know what other motivation to talk about. Like overall motivation, I just know the type of life that I see for myself. I know the type of friendships that I value. I The type of romantic relationship that I value. The relationship with my parents, with my siblings, with my family, with the outside world in general. So I don't know if it's more of a level of motivation or if it's just this is what I foresee for myself and I know how I need to approach each aspect of my life in order to get it. There are some days that I have better days than others and that it it is what it is. I'm human. But for the most part, I don't know. I just always go back to what are my goals? What are my values? What are my beliefs? What do I like? What do I dislike? What do I want to learn? You know what I mean? What have I learned thus far? And I think it has all added to where I'm at now and will continue to add to who I become in the future. So I don't know if that really answers that part of that question, but that's where my motivation comes from. And then the last question that I got was, how do you feel about living with your new man? So I would just like to say, at first I read this like, who said I live with that man? But then I'm like, oh, like maybe they're asking, how would I feel living with a significant other? And 
I would say I don't have a problem. I don't have an issue living with someone else. I will say that I had three roommates when I lived in Dallas and I only liked one of them. And she knows who she is because she used to always tell me, Allie, you can't have another roommate after me. And I shit you not, I haven't. When I moved here, yes, I got a two bedroom, but the two bedroom, two bath was for me. I don't have a roommate. Um, and my man and I have discussed what it would what it would look like for us to live together because he's lived with someone I haven't um I know I said in a previous episode that like I had a quote-unquote living and that was just because he was offering consistent dick and it was convenient and a bitch was just going through some shit but I was telling my best friends, like, I don't know if I would enjoy living with another person again. Or, that sounds like real shitty. I just have learned how to do things on my own. And there's just something about people being in my space when I'm trying to escape people. You know what I mean? Like, after work, like, I come home and it's just me. Like, I can cook what I want to cook. I can lounge around when I want to lounge around. I can lay in the bed when I want to lay in the bed. I do it. Like I just move around my apartment and in my space, like, because it's just me. I feel like when you add another person to that, I don't know. I just, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. And I actually do believe in, which is very non-traditional. I actually really do believe in living with a person before you marry them. Only because I want to see how you live. You want to see how I live. I want to see like, can I get off work every day and come home to you and then wake up to you the next morning and that's like a day in and day out type of thing. Now, I do know some people say to get bigger spaces or like how I have a two bedroom, two bath, like allowing that person, like you each have your separate spaces, but essentially like at the end of the day, you end up coming back together. That way it allows you both to be in the same space with each other, but you have your own personal space if you need it. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, and I've talked about this before, I'm not a physically affectionate person. I do love quality time, but I love my alone time just as much as I enjoy my quality time with my significant other. And that's a big thing for me as far as distance and why I say I was so used to distance is because I have time to miss you. So when I do see you, it's like, all I want to do is be in your fucking skin. Like, that's all I fucking want to do. I do the same thing to my parents. Like, I don't see my parents as much as I see, um, like, I don't see my dad as much as I see my mom. I see my mom as much as I see my man. And I, my brother and I live in the same city and I think I see him maybe every couple of weeks. But when I do see them, it's like, I just want to spend time with you. Like, I just want to be up under you. Let me just be here with you. We don't have to do nothing. We don't have to talk to each other. But let, let me just be in your space. But I don't feel like I would get that same feeling if the person lived with me. But like I say, I'm not against it. And I feel like if if it really were to come to that with this new relationship, I honestly feel like I would be uncomfortable, but I wouldn't fight it. Because naturally you want to be around that person all day, every day, but I feel like I have to let myself get to that point because I've never had that. I've never lived with a significant other. All the people that I've lived with have been women, like females, and they were teammates. One was a girl that my first roommate was a girl that I went to high school with. So like I just, and being in a space with another female, like naturally y'all have your own separate rooms, your own separate whatever. But when you live with your significant other, it's like, no, you share most of this shit. Like, 
y'all in this bitch together. So it ain't no, we just going to go to our separate spaces and not talk. And like, you have your own thing going and I have my own thing going. Like, no, that ain't how that work. You have to be in this motherfucker's face every day. So I think I'm more apprehensive just because I've never had the experience. But like I say, I'm not against it. I've just never had that. So I don't know how to feel. I just know what I've gotten used to and what I'm comfortable with and what has been okay in my life thus far. But no, I'm not against it. I'm, I think it would be, it's going to take the right person for me to consider it because I've never had it. So I don't know. I just... It's definitely a conversation that has been had several times with several different people in my immediate circle, but I feel like I'm not going to truly know how to feel about it until it happens. Like, it's going to be something that just has to happen. Like, I can't plan for it because there's good, bad, and ugly with anything. And so I think me trying to avoid the bad and ugly is always going to keep me from making that step. And it's like, but you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know if you're going to have all of these issues and problems that you've made up in your head with this man because you don't live with him. You've never lived with him. Yeah, you're around him for a few days or a couple of hours when you do see him, but you don't know what it's like to be around him 24-7. Because in my opinion, I could probably fucking enjoy it. Like, I might end up being the one that's clingy and wanting to be physically affectionate and want to be all up under him. Like, I could see that happening with this person. So, I don't know. I feel like I have to cross that bridge when it gets here, but it is something that I'm very open-minded about and I have definitely thought about. I just haven't... We haven't gotten there yet, y'all. We're not there yet. And that's okay. But that was my last question. Um, and I'm I'm proud of myself because I said I wanted to record the podcast and I didn't know if I was going to be able to have time because, y'all, I haven't even fucking packed. Mind you, I'm only packing, like, a quote-unquote spin a night bag, but I have to pack for two different locations and two different vibes. Like, I got to pack for tonight and whatever I'm doing tonight because I think my mom and I are going to go do dinner. And then, of course, I'm going to see my man. But um, at some point this weekend. And then... I, well, we're all women here. I think the only man that listens to this is my brother and he don't really give a fuck. I was telling my close friends the other day, like, I really want to get my nipples pierced. I've had them pierced before. And the only reason I took them out was for one, the relationship I was in at the time, because I took them out over a year ago. Like it was September of 2021 because I deleted my Twitter, like within the same week. And then at my last job, um, I was sexually harassed twice because I noticed that even when I put on a regular bra, if I put on a shirt without a jacket and I got like the slightest chill with nipple piercings, like your nipples are always prominent. So it was like, you could see my nipple and then obviously the little two balls from the piercing. So naturally that's what the fuck people were drawn to. And so I just got tired of having to always wear a jacket or find a jacket that matched my outfit because I had to wear a jacket all day, every day, even when it was fucking hot outside, especially when I went and did my home visits and I was by myself with some of my male clients. I'm like, I don't have time for this. So I just put, took them bitches out, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm in a space where I just want to do, I just want to do shit. And like, it's a piercing. If I want to take it out, I just take it out. 
And I mean, it's not a tattoo, although that's next to y'all. I'm thinking I'm gonna get a neck tattoo. I haven't figured out what I want, but it's not gonna be nothing crazy. But I definitely want like a behind the ear stretch down to the neck tattoo at some point this year for sure. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to dinner and stuff with my mom tonight because we didn't really get to spend a whole lot of time with each other last weekend, which was her fault, but she knows that. No shade, no tea. And then obviously I have to make sure I have everything together for the baby shower tomorrow. So like makeup, my stuff for my hair. I need to remember the gift, obviously, because that's the most important thing. So yeah, so I, I wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it before or after my wax appointment, but it is 727. My wax appointment is at eight and it's literally five minutes around the corner. So I'm good on time. But Shout out to y'all for tuning in with me. This episode is definitely not as long as my last few, but I feel like it's an easy listen. If you want me to talk shit or run my mouth or all of the things about another topic, just let me know. I think I'd, I kind of like this Q&A though. I feel like some of the stuff was kind of surface level. Like I can tell some of the questions, like they wanted to really ask me some shit, but it was like, mm, let me see if she how she's going to answer these. And then, so I definitely will do another Q&A because like I say, if you want to get to know me, you just got to ask. I'm not... I'm not an overshare because I hate people who overshare with me. And so, and then I don't know what triggers and doesn't trigger people. So it, I'm very much so if you ask, I will tell, but if you don't close mouth, don't get fed type of situation. So, Hey, whatever the fuck you want to know, just ask me. I'm like I say, I'm transparent. I'm an open book. If I don't want to talk about it, a bitch, we won't talk about it. And if I do want to talk about it, I'm going to pop my shit about it. So I am welcoming all vibes, all questions, all concerns. I love you all. I hope you have a fabulous, because you're listening to this on Sunday. So I hope you have a fabulous week. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I can't wait to talk to y'all next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pretty Girl Vibes. I post weekly episodes every Sunday. And if there is a specific topic you would like me to run my mouth about, let me know in the comments or over on my social media. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel and tell everyone you know about the vibes we enjoy over this way. My channel will always be linked in the show notes and make sure you are following the podcast Instagram at Pretty Girl Vibes underscore podcast, as well as my personal Instagram at A Alley underscore, which are also linked in the show notes. Love you and see you next week. Yeah.